This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast Season 2, Episode 1. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and we are back in your ears for a new season of preview goodness. First up, we look ahead to our opening day clash against newly promoted and Premier League virgins Huddersfield Town. And this week, Nick Philpott and Jack Watson offer up their thoughts on £200 million man Tony Adams, Timothy Fosu Mensah, whether we are ready for the new season or not, and their famously brilliant predictions and much more. For all of that, remember to head over to hroradio.net forward slash subscribe to ensure that you never miss another whole radio podcast. We're back. They've, they've given us a season two, guys. Um, we, we obviously did all right last season. So um... Before we do start, on behalf of everybody at Homesdale Radio, happy birthday, Terence. It is. We won't mention how old I am today. Um, this is obviously my birthday on Wednesday recording. It's also the birthday of redandblueharmy.co.uk. Yeah, I saw that too. Years ago today. Many congratulations. Yeah. Um, you get less for murder. No, you don't, do you? <laughs> um, and uh, so that's the voice of uh, the old git, Nick Philpott. Um, so what's that <laughs> taking me two minutes to get in the first aid insult? I'm surprised it, t- I'm surprised it took you that long. <laughs> and in the background, we also have um, Jack Watson. Hello, Hello sir. Uh, Tony Adams, the inescapable, most bizarre link to... Um, purchasing the Crystal Palace Football Club since uh, P. Diddy, Colonel Gaddafi, all that sort of things. Nick, did this um, shock you as much as it shocked everyone else when it broke? <laughs> well, do you know what? The first, I saw it, first of all, just when I'd woken up. I grabbed my iPad, looked for a couple of stories, and I thought, what's going on in the world today? And then this came up. And the first thing that I did was I had to, because I'm old, is check what month we were in and make sure we weren't in April. Because I thought yeah. some, I just thought, I can't think of anything more bizarre than this stupid story. I mean, 
why Tony Adams of all people? Why would he be interested in Crystal Palace? Why would Crystal Palace be interested in him and some other consortium that we don't even know who they are? It's just it was it was bizarre because I was literally laying in bed just the morning when I read it, uh, and then for some I had this strange feeling of anger come over me because I've got absolutely no affinity to Tony Adams whatsoever. Yeah, he was a decent centre back, Jack. Um, obviously, uh, Tony Adams was way before your time, so um. You probably only know him so much from that bizarre training routine that he did when he took over. Um, who was it he took over in Spain? Granada. But for two hundred million pound, we've got assets worth more than two hundred million pound, haven't we? So yeah. two hundred million, two hundred million pounds seems a bit of a pittance to it. Even if, it, even if it was a another group interested, I would have thought it'd be more more than two hundred million pound. Well, one club that's certainly worth more than £200 million is Manchester United. And we've been linked with um, a loan move for one of their players uh, in Timothy Fosu-Mensah. I thought by the time uh, we started recording that it would have already been done. But it, uh, in typical Crystal Palace pre-season fashion, it's uh, rumbling on into day 52 or whatever <laughs> we're in now in, in, in the Crystal Palace house. Yeah. Um there's been quite a few goalkeeper links going on as well with um, Jerry on Zowitz from PSV has been linked this week. But the one that seems to be sticking around is um, Adrian from West Ham, who, according to reports this evening, is trying to force through a move. Um, Time-wasting antics aside at Sellers Park, Nick, what's, what's your thoughts on Adrian? Personally, out of those two that you just mentioned, the Zowit one would inspire me a little bit more. Is he a major upgrade on what we already have? Yeah, perhaps he's a little bit of an upgrade, but is he a major upgrade? Probably not. Whereas Zoe, I think, really would be. Um, I thought it was a very interesting move by the manager to play Speroni in the home game on against Schalke at the weekend. Um, but Adrian, he's a good goalkeeper. From my West Ham friends and my people I know within West Ham, they're saying he's a very reliable goalkeeper is he world class no he's not uh do we want to go on should we be going on to the next next level well i think we probably should at this point um but he's certainly better than what we got at the club and now sadly that also includes our beloved jules because uh jules had a good game he was very comfortable on the ball at the weekend um when he was playing from his feet uh could he have got down to that goal better than he did he, he blamed somebody blamed the weather that it was raining too hard at sellers well sorry but that's what he does at sellers uh i think adrian will be a good addition not a fantastic addition yeah, well, Zoe is um, responsible for scoring one of the most bizarre own goals of all time. Um, <laughs> when he Have you seen this? When he got down low to save the ball on the goal line and he's no. sitting there just holding it like two hands on the goal line going, look, ref, it's not crossed the line. Everybody appreciates the ball hasn't crossed the line. And then he picks it up, pulls it into his chest over the line. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'll Google it. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen it. And what's, what's best about it after the game, he blamed goal line technology. He said it was... <laughs> Honestly, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's definitely uh, a bit of a clown thing to do. And from one clown to another, Paul Merson has predicted that Crystal Palace will finish 12th this season, and I quote, I like Frank De Boer. Palace look good going forward, though I do worry about them at the back. They're a bit ageing in defence, and if they can get Mamadou Sakho in, they will be all right. If they don't get someone like him in, they could drop a few places. So with the exception of Dan being 30, 
and Damien Delaney obviously being 36. Everyone else is younger than 28. On to another defender who I genuinely thought um, would be walking like an old man for the rest of his life, but seems to have made a miracle recovery. It's been announced today that Pap Suarez is back in full training. Nick, that's got to be lifting everyone around the club, hasn't it? Did you see the pictures of him at the training ground with the team? And wasn't he happy to be there? Uh, I'm delighted for the bloke because, I mean, I think we would, you and I were discussing it on one of the preview pods last season. Uh, there was doubt whether he was ever, ever going to play football again at one point. And now to see him today in the sunshine and in the rain uh, playing playing football, or certainly training with the lads, is, it'll be, I mean, it would cause, cause the manager headaches down that left-hand side, wouldn't it? With Schlupp yeah, and Van Arnold and Pat Suarez to choose from. And in fact, that could even cause problems with the, potentially with the um, with the squad of 25. Yeah, well, with that um, position that Jason Lakilo has been filling in the off-season, there's perhaps some room there for Schlupp to move forward or maybe Van Arnold. But we'll get into that talk later. Uh, we'll finish there, head off to a quick jingle, and then we will be back with the preview of Crystal Palace versus Huddersfield. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Right, yep. So it's time to talk about the visit of Huddersfield to Sellers Park. Um, it's become a bit of a, a trait under the Steve Parish regime, I would say, that um, we're heading into the first game and we're just not quite ready for the start of the season. Uh, you know, I've, the same happened last season, I felt, when we opened up against West Brom and uh, looked very, very off the pace and lost the game. This time round, we've only had four first-team pre-season matches. Um, am I the only one worried, Nick? Do you do you feel that we're ready? Physically, I think we're ready because it, the manager uh, was talking, I mentioned it on the main show on Sunday night, the manager was talking about it, that they're concentrating on fitness levels, which is what Pardew wasn't doing last year. Um, at this time last year, when Allardyce came in, he was concerned about our level of fitness, that we weren't up and, up and running. I think fitness-wise, we're okay. Uh, I'm more concerned about uh, formations and start, starters and everything else, I think he's going to have a nightmare trying to fit in this new the new system, the 343 system, and, and try and work out our existing personnel, how he's going to bring them into the team. It's going to be a nightmare uh, selection on for the weekend, I would think. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a big problem to have because I think we've got a lot of multifaceted players that can fit into certain roles. And um, I think in the long term, that's going to help us. Maybe you're right for the weekend that there might still be a little bit of confusion there. But I think look, going forward, we've looked a lot better than we have at the back. Um, going, but touching, going back and touching on being ready. I mean, the only time we have been ready in recent seasons has been <laughs> when we got Kabai in early and we got Connor Wickham in early. And all our business was done way before the season started. And we were fifth at Christmas, obviously. <laughs> we fell away, but I don't think there's any um, coincidence there that we were ready. And raring to go, got off to an amazing start. You know, when Man City came to sell us, we were top of the table clashing with them. Um, <laughs> Jack, are you are you worried? Do you, do you think we can hit the ground running against Huddersfield on Saturday? I think, I think it would be... In- Unfortunate that we've had to spend a lot of pre-season looking for a new manager. I say pre-season, but you know that time managers will be looking for players. Deboa came in relatively late. Look, we've, we've had four pre-season matches. Man City, Tottenham, and Chelsea have also had four. So I don't think that's an issue. Any player would tell you that pre-season matches are just as important as pre-season training. So, yeah, Deboa's come and changed a lot of things. 
I would not expect a fast start. I would expect some more time for players to adapt to a new system and a new manager and the new players which come in. So, you know, I, I for one, would not be expecting a fast start. But, you know, it, it will take time. And I think we've got to be a bit patient. Mm, patience is definitely the key, I think, when adapting to this new 3-4-3. It doesn't come on overnight for these players. It's very complex and um, there's a lot of going on between the lines. So, uh, But I think there's we've certainly got enough intelligence in the team for it to work. Wilf Rizar, particularly, I think, is shining in um, his new sort of advanced right-wing role. And uh, I think we're going to see some special stuff for him this season. But I think the clear thing for the system to work is a goalkeeper that can play the ball with his feet uh, <laughs> big Wayne Hennessy I don't I don't think that's one of his um, better traits uh, his better traits are <laughs> I'm sorry I'm it's a fresh season I'm going to let that go for a minute uh, but Julian Sproni as you did say further up in the show then Nick did get the start against Schalke and um, looks a lot more comfortable with his ball at the feet barring that um Suicide, they, uh, Scott Dan passed to him that ended up deflecting off the striker and going yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think his chances are starting this Saturday? Do you know, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. I don't know what's... Even if we were to bring in one of the new guys that we met, previously mentioned, I don't know whether they would be right to start on the weekend. Um, part of me, my head says, do you know what? I think we have to go with Hennessy as a starting goal. But my heart, of course, will always say Julian Speroni. Um, he was very comfortable in possession, apart from that one circumstance that you mentioned just a second ago. But um, he did nothing wrong. Why, why would you drop him when he did absolutely nothing wrong? Mm. Um, and last night, because I went down to the Merston game last night, he played a completely different goalkeeper, the guy that we got in... Um, I can't even pronounce his surname. The keeper we got him from somewhere a few months ago, but uh, so he didn't actually start either. Of them. It didn't make the selection in my brain any easier because it wasn't either Speroni or Hennessy last night. Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that Julian might get a start this weekend. I don't, oh. I don't know why. Would you, do you echo that, Jack? Yeah, I have, a, I have a feeling he will because I, I believe that the starting level will be pretty close to what was played against Schalke. Um, after the game, if you listen or watch or read what Speroni said, um, he said he's always played with his feet when he was uh, in Argentina. And then um, I was with a group of reporters, one who asked him, you know, are you going to start next week? And he just looked straight through and said, why not? And that's a good question. Why not? Why is he? Why shouldn't he start next week? I think, you know, Deboer might be impressed with what he's seen, having played Speroni, you know, almost as equally as much as Hennessy. You know, I think there's a chance. Yep, I I agree. I don't I don't think the Boers settled on who his number one goalkeeper is. It's no secret that there's links with other goalkeepers, and he's trying to bring a goalkeeper in. Um, so it's up for grabs, and Julian Speroni could be adding to his 101, 102 clean sheets, whatever he has to his name at Crystal Palace. Um, moving up a stage into defence, and the back three's been. Very interesting this preseason with a lot of chopping and changing going now. I think Joel Ward started in it in the opening preseason of the season. Um, we've obviously had Milivojevic drop back in there. Uh, do you think Milivojevic has looked comfortable, Nick? We all know that he doesn't like it uh, so much back there. Um, I think very interesting that my, my back three will be Dan Riedewald and um, the new guy, uh, Fossi Mensa, assuming that we get him. Um, and then they'll push 
they'll, they'll push him forward a little bit. He's clearly, I mean, he's, he's stated that he doesn't like it. But I have to say, here, I thought he's looked, he's looked really comfortable in the back three. Uh, he's done, he certainly hasn't let anybody down. I think it's more interesting the ones that have been left behind, your Tonkins, your Delaney. Uh, they were both they both featured last night, uh, and Luca certainly didn't, and Riedeveld didn't. So that probably tells you who's starting at the weekend. Yeah, what about your back three, Jack? Are you keeping Milivojevic in there? Yeah, I'd keep Luca in there. I think he's, I think he looked really comfortable there um, yeah. all through preseason, and with a back three, he's a player that can step forward into midfield quite comfortably. And I think Debo has been talking about how he wants the team to adapt as well. So, you know, if against Huddersfield, you know, the first 20 minutes are a horror show at the back, then he, he can change it to a back four and push Luca into midfield. I think he likes that flexibility in him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as comfortable as he has looked a lot of the time on the ball, there was that Mets, um, there was no doubt he was at, at fault for the Mets goal with his um, questionable header <laughs> backwards. But um, I think he's looked all right in there, but I think we lose a lot of his... Um, uh, traits that he has in the centre of the park if he's not in the midfield. It's going to be very interesting harking back to what Nick was saying about uh, juggling the players around and who fits in. And it's funny how a lot of people name their starting 11s and none of them seem to include Jason Pungeon, but I don't doubt for a second that Jason Pungeon is going to be starting in that midfield every single week uh, because he's one of the most uh, in possession and for uh, yeah, keeping possession wise, Jason Punchin is one of the best players in our team for that. Uh, but in this new system, a lot of people have been pointing out that he get he's getting caught in possession quite a lot. But I think that's because at the moment we haven't fully adapted to give him the options that he needs when he's on the ball under pressure because uh, it's certainly um, it can make him look bad at points. But I don't doubt that he'll settle into that role. I agree and, uh, with you there. So I actually agree with you. I can't see that uh, punching will be dropped. Will the manager have the kahunas to drop the player that he's just made club captain as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other interesting thing at that point is, because we're talking about the midfield, and the other interesting point of note today was MacArthur back in full training as well. So Punch is going to have even more competition, even if Kibai's still injured. Yep, and then um, obviously with the way Huddersfield got promoted last season, a lot of it was um, implementing the famous German Gegenpress, which means uh, they're going to be very well versed in pressing on passing out of the back. So it'll be an interesting battle, that's for sure. Um, Jack, (laughs) newly promoted side, you think it's a formality three points, but um, is it? Absolutely not. You you know, Huddersfield, their first game in the Premier League, they're going to be up for this. I think... They would have liked probably a home draw, but I feel, you know, Crystal Palace, they'll see that as a winnable game. And, you know, it's their first game. They, the players can be up for it. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Dan's going to be up for it. It's, it's not going to be an easy, straightforward game for Crystal Palace. And Nick, do you think it's absolutely integral that the board does get off to a winning start, especially considering the opposition? Well, I, I, I think the other thing, I think yes is the answer. I think because if he doesn't, uh, it's going to go into meltdown. Now, if you were the, put yourself in the position of the Huddersfield Town manager, if you were looking at this Premier League season and you've got your Man Cities and your Chelsea's and your Arsenal's and you've got particular clubs that you're looking at and you see where Palace were for the most of the lo- most of the last season, okay, down the bottom half and staving off relegation, you would target a game like Crystal Palace uh, with all the momentum of being the new team in the division as a winnable game. And I think they will, and Jack's absolutely right, they're going to come at us all guns blazing. It's going to be one of those things that he... De Boer needs to be on his A game, get their selection right. Otherwise, if we do lose two or three on Saturday, and I'm not saying we will, but if we were to lose two or three, it could turn into the Sunderland environment all over again. <laughs> I should hope not in the first game. We've got to give him a bit more time than that. Um, I think if we get through the first 20 minutes, I don't think uh, there's no doubt they'll start hard and fast and they'll be swarming all over us when we're on the ball. But if we can get through this first 20 minutes and settle into the game, I think we'll have way too much for them. But um, the Crystal Palace fan in me just does say that this could easily be a 1-0 Huddersfield win, but um, we'll get on to that later. Um, right, Next up, we're going um, gonna to have a little jingle, and when we come back, we will be speaking to our opposition fan from the Terrier blog. Homesdale Radio, preview podcast, crowdfunded by Palace fans, for Palace fans. Right, yes, we are joined for the first time this season by our opposition fan. And this week we have John from terrierblog.co.uk or at terrierblog on Twitter, if you will. Welcome, John. Welcome, you all right? Yes, very well, thank you. Um, Not as good as you, um, champagne summer, celebrating promotion to the Premier League for the first time. Exactly, yeah. I still can't can't stop thinking about it. I watch the uh, the penalties pretty much every single day. It's uh, it's beginning to feel real now with uh, the game coming up on Saturday. Yes, it's getting very real indeed. Um, how's the prep been going? How's your, how's your pre-season results been? Uh, pre-season's been going pretty well. Um, I always find it a bit of a, of a tough one to judge the, the results in friendlies, really. Um, I mean, we've we've had a couple of draws, we've had a, a couple of wins, and, and we lost to Udinese. But the main thing that I've taken out of it is the team seems to be bonding really well. Um and uh, Tom Ince in particular has been settling in quite well. He's scored four or five goals so far. Um, so everything's looking as good as it possibly can be, I think. Yeah, Tom Ince, ex-Palace, so um, bound to get a goal this weekend against us. <laughs> um, Fingers crossed. I'd, I'd be interested to see what um, what you guys think too, actually. It's, a bit of a, it's been a bit of an enigma with, uh, with fans of previous clubs, I think. Yeah, he didn't really do it much for us. He scored on his debut against West Brom. We, it was a famous transfer window for Palace. I think in the January, we signed Joe Ledley, Scott Dan and Tom Ince. Got off to an absolute flyer in the first game and he, Tom Ince scored. But then he just didn't didn't really crack on from there. And I probably didn't get much of a chance to either. So um, it was an interesting yeah. one. Um, you talk about bonding there. Um, your manager has some interesting techniques around bonding, doesn't he? Didn't he take them all to Norway and throw them into the wilderness? Yeah, he does. This is a famous story from last year. Um, 
it's something he's not really um, he's not really felt that he's had to do this season. But it really did help last year. There was this uh, enormous bond between the the players and the club. There was a massive togetherness, and um, you know I think that's all down to the manager and, and the way he drills the players. So expect to see a, a fighting team on Saturday. I'd say. Mm, yeah, he's, he's definitely done a fantastic job. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Where you went from the season before to getting promoted last season, absolutely fantastic. Um, although unfortunately you couldn't stop Brighton getting promoted, but um, we'll leave, we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and talking transfers, um, how how you been doing in that market? No, it's it's something that I expected. Um, he signed players that I've I've never heard of before. Um, so a lot of unknown players from the continent. One of the the standout players is uh, a striker called Steve Mooney. He's um, a Beninese um, international. Um, he's got 14 goals in Liga last year. Only one less than Kylian Mbappe. Um, but he's a big, fast, dominating striker. So I'd expect him to really improve our goal threat from last season because we were pretty lightweight in that department. So uh, so I'd watch out for him at Sellers Park. Indeed. Um... Yeah, you had a good, pretty good defence last season, didn't you? It was really bizarre to get. Did you get promoted on a minus goal difference? We did. It was. Um, I don't know if you know much about it, but um, at, towards the end of last season, we had our, our playoff spot pretty much done and dusted, and uh, I managed to decide to rest quite a lot of players. Um, so we took a, a couple of spankings towards the end of the season. So it's, it's almost a false figure, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we were quite lightweight up front. Naki Wells didn't particularly do it for us um, in front of goal. Um, talking of um, doing well at the back, um, Mr. Mark Hudson, another ex Palace player from oh, almost a decade ago now, he's uh, moved on to the coaching staff. Um, how did he do towards the twilight of his career for Huddersfield? Um, Mark, Mark Hudson, I mean, we loved him. He was fantastic for everything he did, but um, I'd, I'd get palpitations when I saw him in the town squad. Um, <laughs> I remember travelling to, to Bristol on St. Patrick's Day. And, um, he almost killed Jonathan Hogg. Um, he, he fractured his, his neck. Um, oh, and I did watch this. So hmm. Yeah, and then he proceeded to um, to preside over a, a 4-0 reverse. So um, I'm glad to see him hanging for his boots. <laughs> Okay, so um, on that note, ch- chances of survival this season, are you confident or are you realistic that it's going to be a big, hard battle? Um, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the, the court of personality around David Wagner. I, I believe anything is possible under him. Um, I've actually um, I've, I've done a bit of predicting myself and I've, I've predicted us to finish 16th um, and Palace to finish 17th, actually. So, um, you know... Uh, come back to it at the end of the season and see if that's right. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> the first season, it's it's tough. It's a, it's a big reality check. Um, I mean, in our first season, we lost seven of the first eight, only beat Sunderland in that first eight, and it was it's really tough. But I think the key is that the fans need to stick on side with the players because, you know, it's going to be um, not an easy ride, that's for sure, and they need as much support as they can get. And I think... Um, your fans of there's a little bit of a ultra thing going on there now, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Um, I mean, this is a, a, another thing to to credit to to Wagner. He's, he's you know he's, he's created a, a spirit around the club. So we've got um, we've got something called the North Stand Loyal, um, which is some dedicated fans who come up with displays and, and different ways to support the, the team. Almost a, a, a bit like yourselves, I'd imagine. Um, so we've we've got a good focal support and, and everyone's pulling in the same direction. 
lovely stuff. So, um, Palace Huddersfield, what what can we expect? Uh, we all the uh, Gegen press gets thrown around a lot, and uh, we're obviously starting off with this new style of passing out from the back. So um, that could be somewhere if you're if you've got a good press going on, you could cause us some problems on the weekend. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing a, a bit of research on on your style of play for um, my own blog, um, and you know, I, I think the the style that the Borough might be trying to get you to play um, at this early stage of the season could play into our hands somewhat. Um, I mean, we do press very, very high up the pitch and we don't allow um, defence as much time on the ball. So um, if anybody in the Palace team is still struggling to get to grips with that sort of style after Sam Allardyce, then I think it's something we could we could take advantage of. Um, I've actually gone for a, a 2-0 victory for, for Tam, um, but to be honest, that could just be my my heart blew in my head um, and we could get beat 5 now. So. Uh, but uh, no, I think you're, you're thinking along the right lines. Um, it's definitely going to be the best time to play us early this season um, because there was, uh, there's undoubtedly going to be vulnerabilities from um, adapting to this new style and also not filling out our back three as quick as we would have liked with players that can potentially play around the press. But um, it's certainly going to be an interesting battle, I feel. And um, you know, you've got a lot of people just see the fixture newly promoted side and assume that Palace will win but I think it's going to be far from as easy as uh, the rest might think it's going to be so um, yeah. your predictions got you've gone for a 2-0 um, if, it, if it is 2-0 I'll, I'll meet you after and buy you a beer <laughs> <laughs> because, um, uh, well, actually, I, I probably won't because I'll probably be tearing my hair out if we lose 2 0 in the opening game of the season. But um, anyway, look, John, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll be in contact later on in the season for the return leg when we, we come up to your place, if that's all right. Yeah, spot on. Then best of luck for the rest of the season, apart from uh, Saturday, of course. And we can reach you at Terrier Blog, of course, on Twitter. Is that right? Yeah, that's spot on, mate. Brilliant. Speak to you soon, pal. All right, cheers, bye. Homesdale Radio Preview Podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans for Palace fans. Okay, it's now time for some predictions. The the world famous or the <laughs> SE20, not even SE25 famous predictions, are they? Let's be honest. Um, this season, Nick, considering mm-hmm. you're going to be on, um, we will be keeping track this season right, okay. <laughs> to, to see where we um, end up, give it a little bit of a competitive element. Yeah. Um, Jack, how did your predictions go last season? Did you get any right? I, I was on the uh, preview show before we went to Anfield and I think I predicted Liverpool to win like 2-0 or something. So <laughs> from that, it's not very good. Well, we know Nick got a couple of right, but just pretty much being the only person to get a couple right. Um, so we've had a, a few listener predictions in. A um, bit slow starting with the, being the first episode of the season. With Joshua, um, at Josh on Twitter, has said, Lakilo <laughs> starts and scores. Um, that's definitely um, an interesting aspect. I'm not I'm not sure if Lakilo will start or not. Um, that's why I didn't want to speculate out at the top because I just... I really have no idea, if I'm honest. I think he's done okay in pre-season, and it's nice to see you getting a chance, that's for sure. Um, Tony Stewart has gone for 1-0 Palace with Scott Dan to score. And my friend Sam Heskiff has said, um, can you just announce that I think we're going to lose every game every week? Saves me typing it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and producer Billiam in the background, uh, I 
think he said 2-1 to Huddersfield. Is that right, William? Really? That is correct. Oh, misery guts over there. Um, <laughs> so, and obviously we run our uh, weekly poll to see what the score, what we thought the result would be. And 68% of the people to vote has said Palace win, 18% to the draw, and 14% of people plucked for the unthinkable start being a loss. So, Jack, you can have the honours of the first one this season. What's your prediction for Saturday's game? Right, I'm heading in with a lot of optimism here. I'm going to go 3-1 Palace. Um, Tom Ince to score for Huddersfield because he's <laughs> played for us and that's just how things go. Um, Benteke to get get one. Um, I'd like to see Zahar get one. And Townsend, let's, yeah, let's get the front three far in. Go on then. 3-1. 3-1, okay. Wow, very optimistic. And Absolutely. Mr. Phil Potts. Okay, so here we go, listeners. You know, we have a bit of history, Terence and I, on this, on this particular feature. But I have a history of being shockingly bad. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say that, and I have got one or two right. Okay, here we go for the beginning of the season, whole radio land. Nicky's going to predict that by the close of play on Saturday night, we will be top of the league after the 3 0 victory. Wow. 3 0 win. Okay, uh, I don't believe. They're good enough to get past us. I really don't. So um, I don't believe they will score. It will be Benteke. It will be Luca with one of his now famous free kicks. Okay. And I, I will try one with, with Wilf. Zaha with a goal. But certainly I think uh, Luka Milivojevic with one of his now uh, textbook free kicks. Right. Okay. Um I think it's going to be a tighter game than you two are suggesting. I think um, it's going to be, you know, they've got a lot of new players coming in. We've got um, a new style that we're trying to adapt to. So I think there will be a lot of um, missteps by everyone. And it's going to be one goal that nicks it, I think. And I'm obviously going to have to plump for it to be us. So I'll I'll go 1-0 for us. And I think it's going to be a bit of Zaha quality that ends up winning the game. How does that sound? Well, bear in mind, you have got an appalling history last year. Every time you predicted us to win, we would go and lose and vice versa. So as we are now making oh, notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I've predicted a win. You've predicted a goal. win. Okay. What a okay. rookie error. <laughs> At schoolboy, schoolboy error. Okay. So, but we, listener, we will be logging this on a weekly basis, and this will be a major part of the feature between Terence and Nick through the season. So enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, and get involved. Listeners, get involved. Indeed. Um, new season, new slate. If I predict that we're going to win, we're going to win. I think that's how we're going to go from there. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll be back after this short jingle. Homesdale Radio. Preview podcast. Crowdfunded by Palace fans. For Palace fans. Right. That's almost it for this week. If, um, if you was expecting a classic match, don't worry. That feature has not gone away. Um, we will release that as separate pods throughout the season and um, sort of probably release around 24 hours later than this pod that you're listening to now. There won't be one this week because um, we're just going to ease ourselves into the season uh, before we start fully tucking into the full schedule of the season. Um, So obviously, thank you to John from Terrier Blog for joining us and giving us these um, uh, thoughts on Huddersfield. Um, Nick, 
thank you as always for joining looking forward to a long season with you mate thanks ever so much indeed and mr watson it's always a pleasure to have you on sir the feeling is mutual no it's been good yeah and um good luck with the rest of the season with you still doing stuff with the Croydon advertiser yeah, I'm doing bits of recording advertiser. Um, just moved on to the independent as well, so it's looking good. Oh, the really? Going up in the world. Yeah. The editor there is, uh, well, the sports editor's Palace's Ed Malion, isn't it? Yep, he's um sport editor there, big Palace fan as well. Yeah, he has. I've played football with him a few times at the Cellar Sixes. Good lad. Good lad. Takes a lot of stick on Twitter, though. <laughs> yeah, he gives it out a lot as well, so yeah, I think he'll <laughs> accept that. He's a good lad. So, um, right, of course, on Sunday uh, will be the first uh, Premier League review show of the season. Obviously, there was the Schalke review show this week. And if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to that, I would certainly head back because there is a fantastic interview with legendary Crystal Palace photographer High Money on there. So um, go, be sure to go back and give that a listen. And then, of course, this Sunday at 8pm, Hambo will be live with the team talking about what hopefully is an opening day win for the Eagles. So, again, thanks to everyone who contributed to the show tonight. And until the next time, up the palace. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.